0: act now and you too could be a suave cool casanova call one hook.
1: welcome to super house episode 86 everybody this is andrew as always and i'm joined by johnson
2: <laughs>
1: and i'm also joined by maddie oh hi and what? Stefan,
0: this is Stefan.
1: Okay, so this week we're gonna we're gonna have a return of the futurism segment, and then we're gonna go into the news, and basically that's it. So Johnson's here with us for just a little bit. So uh, Johnson had wanted to tell us a little bit about his experience with Bitcoin, actually. Um, so Johnson, what what the fuck is going on with that shit? Uh,
2: well, actually, I didn't want to say anything because I don't have any actual experience, but.
1: Uh... <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the fucking spot. (laughs) (laughs) You have, but you've done at least some, some, you've done something with that, right? I've done some research. That's all I've been doing.
2: Uh, Well, I'm getting my, my Bitcoin wallet set up, which by the way, in case your viewers don't know, you have to download shit tons of blockchain data. You have to, I have to download 122 gigs worth of blockchain data.
1: What does that, what does that do for you exactly? Okay,
2: well, the thing is, okay, Bitcoin doesn't exist. It's not anything really. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, cryptocurrency, which means, you know, uh, uh, what, what sort of crypto code, basically. So what it is, is it's decentralized, which means there's not one server that has all the bitcoin data and by the way there's like 50 different types of bitcoin i just use bitcoin as the overall
0: well cryptocurrency is the overall for the for the listener part. a cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work as a medium of exchange using cryptography to secure the transactions and there control creation of okay. additional units of wow well, bro
1: did you memorize that I did. You know,
0: I'm trying to back Johnson up here, just in case we run into any kind of terminology that might be a little confusing to the general listener.
2: Well, that's, good. that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I say, so right. So you have to that that so the the what makes the asset valuable is that it has it's decentralized all the data. So that means there's not one server where all the information sits. It's on literally thousands and thousands of different servers and even hard drives. Which, if you want to participate in Bitcoin, you have to download the all the the transaction data. Which I guess I'm not sure if you it, it must be just a portion of it, but the portion I had to download was 122 gigs of fucking transactional data. <laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah, so. So it's it's the blockchain. So all these yeah. things communicate with each other. So if there's a new transaction, or if somebody goes and checks a transaction, like a thousand different computers will confirm with one another. So as far as anybody knows, it's kind of hacker-proof.
0: For the listener, like, of the blo- Sorry, for the listener, the no. a, blo- a blockchain is a public ledger that records Bitcoin transactions. So it's all the information of how the currency works and.
1: How it is. it's been traded so everybody data that is participating data. in Bit- bitcoin has a blockchain bitcoin <laughs> the- on their on their hard drive somewhere
2: yeah you have yeah. Tra- transactional data yeah okay Hard drive, and uh that is basically what makes it valuable and also just the you know what people pay for it in the beginning so you know you pay for it you have a virtual Gold, basically, I guess, is the best way to think about it. But uh, so, uh, what I was looking into, what me and Andrew talked a bit about, was uh, I was looking at Bitcoin mining, and apparently, it's it, it's a bit simpler than I thought it was. I thought it was, uh, you know, a big crazy thing, but the all it is, all it really all you need, you just need some serious GPU processing power. And then you can hook up with uh, one of these uh, mining pool. There, there's a service like NiceHash, which like it will automatically set you up. It will automatically uh, hash whichever coin is most profitable at the time. So, so what you're actually doing when you're mining, you're kind of lending out your processing power to crunch transactional data. So it's basically like you hire out your little robot. Yeah, it it just uh, sits and it makes money for you. um, But the thing is, you have to balance out uh, your initial cost of the hardware. Are you going to recoup that? And then also your internet and uh, electricity, because you're going to be running this thing like 24-7, you know. And a lot of these sites have these calculators, which you can sort of predict with, you know, if you have this unit running 24-7, it could possibly, you know, in ideal conditions, give you this month much a month. I don't know how true they are. I have no idea. I'm thinking about maybe going there's some like uh bitcoin mining groups i might go and talk to some of those guys and see what the real deal is because i'm a total novice at this but uh there are hobby miners and then there are some people who are setting up like some serious mining operations where they have like a warehouse full of these rigs that are just running
1: these people are getting rich off of this shit or what apparently yeah (laughs) that's the main question here
0: <laughs> yeah. My brother invested like three hundred dollars <throat> wow. some time some time ago and then now he has something like five thousand dollars
2: in a few a month, really? months time. So, yeah. yeah, well see that's God what damn. that's what one coin is worth right now. Now Bitcoin that's the thing. if you bought it back when it first started in like yeah. two thousand ten or whatever, yeah. you could have bought it for a few cents. You could have bought a bitcoin for like twenty cents. Now that single Bitcoin is worth five grand. So imagine the multiplication on that for somebody who bought like, you know, a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin back in the day.
1: And then there's services that translate that in actual regular cash.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to, you sell it on these certain sites and you can sell it for cash or there are a lot of companies now that are, that accept, Bitcoin, so you can literally buy physical products, or you can buy services with bitcoins without skipping, you know, trading it into dollars. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it's it's a it's a thing. People value it, and currently, it's just gone up and up and up and up and up, and, up and uh, there's no sign of it turning down. Now, if you bought a whole bunch of it, I would keep my eye on the cart on the chart and if that thing looks like it's starting to go down i would sell out but uh, yeah yeah i think people are looking at it more like a stock more than a currency
1: that's what but it seems like use it
2: like a currency yeah yeah
1: i have a japanese friend that um he studies this i need to get you in t- touch with him man he's a programmer mm-hmm. in tokyo and he knows the ins and outs of it I don't know why I haven't done that before, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll start a chat later on that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to try to get into this too, man, because this is like a pretty good form of passive income, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, if, if the, what I see on these calculators, if they are anywhere near reality, I mean, it seems like, you know, you, after the initial investment, after you recruit, it seems like Pretty decent way to, yeah, just fucking have some money coming in for doing fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the best way?
1: Exactly. That's the goddamn American dream.
2: Oh, I mean, that's how rich people stay rich, man.
1: That their passive income. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't out there doing.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are, but they're just
2: facilitating more means of residual income, you know, of investments yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, I like,
0: like the I like the idea of it being some kind of mining, kind of that yeah, is enticing yeah. to me. What what are the rigs? You said like a lot of GPU power. Yeah, no. See, do you have now, to have your <laughs> own
2: servers and. No, 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 no. See, see, there's two options. You can do your own DIY one that some people oh. have done, and literally you just get graphics cards. You can buy like however many you want, but some uh-huh. you know I think people have like ten of them or whatever. You uh you hook them up to mm. you know how however however many you can set up in a the motherboard there are also um uh, there's these pieces where you can add more graphic card slots to a motherboard mm. and you have a power supply and you just leave that shit running but there are these other units that you can buy they're mainly coming out of China they're like these com- compressed units and they're literally they're just straight up mining units.
0: Yeah. Do they just run through code or something until they find um, evidences of these transactions and piece them uh, together? Or, or how does that work? Do you know?
2: From what I understand, um, I, which I don't understand at all, there's, there's something uh, that somehow the machine, yeah, the machine is... Um, right. Somehow it, it gets the... Kind of, uh, I don't know. I guess you could think of it like it, it bids for the job, and it 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 crunches the data, and right, it, right, yeah. You know, and apparently, I mean, it, you know, I mean, people are trading Bitcoin all day and night, you know, twenty four seven. So there's a lot of shit to be crunched. And also, yeah. I think the other thing is uh, them updating other servers, and then also just cross checking within the blockchain to make sure everything's consistent, make sure there's no nobody trying to falsify data. I think, uh, don't quote me on it, I'm not an expert on this shit. Uh So nerds, you know, fucking get off my back. (laughs) (laughs) We're just learning about it. This is,
0: you know a little bit more than me, now I know a little bit more than the guy who doesn't know anything about it, so. Right, right, right. So we're gonna be rich. Getting on the, <laughs> the ground floor,
1: guys. The ground well, we're now, floor. We're, now, we're actually quite late, but you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> is, it, is it difficult to create your own cryptocurrency? That's what I want to know.
2: Uh, I have no clue, but you can look. There's like Probably, 50 yeah. different ones. There's even one called Dog Dog Coin.
1: <laughs> oh, really? And it has the dog. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> Don't they don't know who invented Bitcoin, right? It's a mystery. Oh my god! I I, I guess I don't know. I've heard that it's like it was made by some genius programmer and just thrown out into the sea of the internet.
2: Well, last I heard, they believed it was some Japanese guy named Satoshi, but apparently that was a big hoax.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Maybe we have to, to we have to look into this. But it's it's that that's incredible if it's just some random dude. Someone, or good.
2: I mean, some, some group knows. Yeah. Google must know, and they must be hiding it.
1: Possibly, but then again, why would they hide it? I don't know. This a Google,
2: conspiracy. Kinds of weird shit, right.
1: Man. This is kind of short. It says ownership. <laughs> oh wait, never mind. <laughs> That's oh, ownership. Yeah, you, you ownership
0: of bitcoins. <laughs> I not be not
1: mad. found. It, not the founder. Not the. Uh, yeah, my, my bad. Sorry. Lead lead programmer or something like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean double check my wait you found out who who... no i didn't
0: (laughs) i thought ownership was ownership of the actual thing but i'm currently looking so sorry about that well
2: nobody owns it that's the thing
0: it's it's totally decent or like yeah or like who who created it what we're seeing
1: i have seen stores in la that said we accept bitcoin yeah
2: yeah
1: i have totally seen it it's not not everybody it's only like one percent of the stores i've seen but i've seen it
2: well there's lots of e-commerce that do
1: it i mean you can be had shit
2: sent to you and buy it with bitcoin and have it sent to
1: your house first time ever heard of it was the stephen colbert back when they had the colbert rapport and it was a he was reporting on it and basically making fun of it for the most part because it was it was just such a wild idea at the time and now it's it's man it's going to become just bigger and bigger probably
2: yeah i mean i i it's, ideally, it's a cool thing. I mean, like, it's currency it's really, that, that banks don't own, basically. I mean, that's...
1: that's
2: yeah, awesome. right? Hopefully, <laughs> it keeps going. I mean, you know, knowing banks and shit, the minute they get threatened, then somebody's some government's going to come shut it down, you know?
1: Right.
0: <laughs> it's really some hacker shit, what's going on here.
2: <laughs> kind of, there's, but, there's, but, but, but it's it's but that's the whole thing with the blockchain. It's meant to be hacker proof. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's yeah, it like says that.
0: it's credited to Satoshi Nakamoto. But yeah. There's also there's also kind of like a widely accepted idea that that's multiple people using that alias, yeah. possibly possibly some kind of group of programmers that invented it, or or a community of programmers that worked on it, or whatever. Yeah.
1: Um crazy Cool bro anybody else got to say anything about this segment That Please, Do we do we accept bitcoin <laughs> Yeah we yeah. accept bitcoin yeah. we we definitely do just send us a message we'll get we'll yeah. give you the dropbox for that shit
0: go if you're itching if you're dying to send <laughs> yeah. us your
1: bitcoin just go ahead and shoot us an
0: email and we'll get back to you right away That's Don't even...
2: be a, a bitcoin uh, like go fund me kind of site
1: Fuck yeah Cool. Connect Bitcoin with Patreon. Shit, we need to do that. They must. Yeah. That must be a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Get Kim.com investing in the podcast. I bet he's got Bitcoin up his ass.
1: <laughs> and Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. That's my girl right there. <laughs> okay, Johnson, I, I guess it's going to do it for the Bitcoin segment. Thank you for your uh, report. Yeah.
2: Once again, nerds, leave me the hell alone. I don't know for sure. I did like <laughs> a night of research.
1: This is his personal research. This isn't the say all, end all, be all type of thing here. Okay, guys. It is
2: law.
0: It is law. <laughs> our, our Bitcoin expert, everybody.
1: Senior <laughs> Bitcoin correspondent Johnson reporting. <laughs> also, senior superhouse financial advisor.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Buy loads of graphics cards. <laughs>
1: Go to Bitcoin.com <laughs> <profit. laughs> Oh man, that's so good. Okay man. Um, I guess it's getting late there for you. Uh, I can hang on a minute. Oh you can cool. All you're right to get rid of me for some reason. No, I'm just trying to you know um, be We're courteous and all, whatnot. Now that we've no. stolen all of your Bitcoin knowledge. Yeah. We don't need you anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where did my virtual gold coins go?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Make them like Sonic Rings. I'm looking at these. Why
2: Why is it they're not one that's like Mario coins or something? They totally should be.
1: That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's not. All right, let's head to the new segment. <laughs> Okay, so I want to start off with um, one thing I didn't send you guys, just to maybe get your reactions. I don't know what uh, how you'll respond to this, but I just want to talk about the, here are some facts about the uh, worst box office we've had in 25 years, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> one, cinema stocks actually going down, getting knocked down a bit, just... Uh, cinema, uh, meaning the uh, actual movie theaters. Um, some are going out of business just because of how bad the box office slump has been. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard this past... This weekend, Labor Day weekend, is the worst since the 1990s. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Fact number three. The Big Sick was the only indie winner at the summer box office this wow. summer. <clears throat> and then... Uh, also Labor Day weekend related. This is the last fact. Summer 2017 closes out with the worst Labor Day weekend in 17 years. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. bad, bro.
0: Talk about bold statements.
1: <laughs> so. Makes sense. What? So question oh, here. Topic for this little thing for for this segment is why do you think that is? Why is it so low? We really <laughs> suck. Is that really what it boils down to? But movie, there's always been bad movies. They're just worse than usual, or what?
0: Maybe it's an abundance of like lackluster films coming out all at once. There's a lack of inspiration, maybe. I don't know. Okay.
1: okay.
3: Shit, movies.
2: Also, nine dollar popcorn. Fuck
1: oh, that. Yeah.
2: Lot, <laughs> Agreed.
3: That's
1: that's, that's true. Cool. Maddie.
3: Uh, I mean, I think it's a lot of shitty movies. I also think like you have any kind of indie film that you want to see. Mostly, you can like pull it up on your PSN and just watch it. So mm-hmm. why the fuck wouldn't you just do that? Yeah. yeah. So like in most of the big summer movies, like, I don't know. There's like no big spectacle anymore. Like, dude, don't get me wrong. I'll fucking go see a comic book movie every time a fuck comic book movie comes out. But it's like, when's the last time you saw something like, like, I don't know, like a, like something like really big, you know? I don't know, man. I just don't feel like it's, it's not there anymore. Uh, honestly, I'd much rather just pay for the movie and watch it at home. Uh, I also think uh, I'm also with is better. Day.
0: Your seat is better. The food is cheaper. Um, Yeah.
3: I'm also with Johnson on fucking like, let's bring that concession down. Uh, cause then you probably get more people there. Uh, what else was I fucking going to say? I don't know. Like, ah, fuck it, man. I don't know. It's just like (laughs) shitty movies, man. I've seen so much. Like, I mean, there's been some good stuff that I've seen this year that I really enjoyed. And I'm glad I saw in the theater, but for the most part, man, like I don't even want to (laughs) go, you know, (laughs) yeah. To the theater. Uh, you
1: know, I don't know. Be... I have a, I have like a, this is tin foil hat time. Okay, Stefan, you'll like this. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> this is a little conspiracy theory, but I, I wonder, are people being conditioned to just see superhero movies now, like it's, <laughs> like if anything else comes out, people are like, eh, catch it when, when it comes out on rental, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody. I feel like right now it feels like everybody in the fucking world is waiting on Thor Ragnarok.
3: Yeah,
0: and
1: then and then since Spider Man Homecoming, and in between that, fuck it. You know what I mean? Not
3: it, it, it's coming oh, but, out. People are true. excited. That's
1: true. That, that, actually, that's true, Maddie. the The box office predictions for that are really, really good. Well, what um, does that probably, mean? In it's going to get us out of the slump, I think, a little bit there.
0: What does that even mean in like the one of the worst years or whatever?
1: Is um, just o- overall, people went to the movies more. Uh, this uh, just okay. So there were big hits. Wonder Woman, huge, huge, mega hit. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the usual like Despicable Me made a shitload of money. That third one, um, there was some other shit I can't remember right now. But there, there were hits. Mm-hmm. But overall, when you calculate all the movies that came out, uh, all the indies, all the the ones in between indie and superhero movies, mm-hmm. um, that it's just low, low yeah. overall. I um, think what, I think it's so. a
0: clear evidence of like you know, like these theater companies. These theater corporations are kind of out of touch with what the audience, uh, the audiences needs are for that type of experience, because the companies that are making these films and products can can cut out that middleman pretty much and get it right to you. They don't care if you watch it in a theater or if it's on your big screen TV. It'll probably be better at home, and so they the theaters try and make it more of like a ride or an experience. Um, to be out. So that's why you only go and see the 3D fucking Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, you know what I mean? That's why you shell out to go see the IMAX Dunkirk, you know, for all intents and purposes, Dunkirk is just a war movie. It doesn't need to be seen at the IMAX other than, well, I mean, I guess because it was shot that way. But, you know what I mean? For example, it's it could just be a great war film had it not been shot on IMAX and you could have watched it at home, you know what I mean? Like there's certain aspects of that market that are presenting themselves to be like... We kind of don't even need movie theaters anymore in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Other than just the experience of like, oh, that was such a great film, you know? But I feel like movies don't, don't, don't kind of like, they don't mean as much to the general public anymore with as much media as we're inundated and the accessibility of that media um, is, you know, it's like if you can get a whole album for 10 bucks off of iTunes, you're not going to go to the fucking store and pay the. Thirteen or fifteen bucks it is to have the physical copy.
1: Some probably might, Netflix but... has a lot to do with this too. Yeah, um, It's convenience, you know? Net, I mean, if you see Netflix original programming nine times out of ten, that's going to be a good time at your home. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot like there's been so many bad movies to come out, or at least mediocre, and then yeah, you have to Nothing go out was really that. like that so being terrible.
0: terrible, like I almost wish something was so bad that everybody's talking about it, but it's just like everything was just really mundane.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of old school in the sense that I still like going to the theater, but I'm also guilty of like, I feel like in the nineties I would have probably gone when I was a kid, I probably would have gone to see the big sick in the theater, you know, yeah, but I yeah. did, I totally did not see that. I haven't seen that movie yet. Times are different, man. Like yeah. an Apatow movie.
0: I went to every Apatow <clears throat> movie, had to see it in the theaters. Cause it was so like, right. It was so great. So funny or whatever. And it had a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes too. Mm-hmm. But just, now like, I'm like, I'll watch that when they fucking put it on Netflix.
1: Which is what everybody did, and uh, yeah. at least it was the sole indie winner. At least it made some money, but mm-hmm. you know, I, it's just even, I, I find it interesting, and I wonder if super. It's a combination of superhero movies and Rotten Tomatoes that are changing the landscape, and Netflix. I guess it's like these three major things changing the landscape of of, of what what do you call it? Movie going habits. Mm-hmm. It's watering down yeah.
0: the, the 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 experience is completely watered down by now, if not a fucking pool. Of only water, right? I think
1: um,
2: they've exposed for no. years, and people are finally sick of like every other movie being shit and shitty, overpriced popcorn and soda, and I uh, and like these kids, these new kids today, they're fucking psychopaths. They just watch people play <laughs> video games, fucking dead-eyed fucking creeps. Dude, every time <laughs> they're not <laughs> going on dates. <laughs> and doing Netflix and chilling. <laughs> Most of them are just alone staring at the fucking screen like a dead eyed fucking
1: I don't think that's, that's Johnson. You are the experience. super house drunk uncle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god, that shit's hilarious. Staring at their goddamn screens and shit. The
0: things that entertained us definitely don't entertain younger generations the way that they entertained us. It's totally different for sure.
1: Like when you're talking about the video game, like watching video games over, like somebody else play, I didn't even, I couldn't even believe that was true when I saw the South Park episode about it. (laughs) I didn't even know that. I didn't even know PewDiePie. I didn't. I took me like a week after I saw that episode to figure out who the fuck PewDiePie was. Yeah. So South Park was was the one that told me about all that shit. I
2: thought people would watch someone play a game they played and they like, and they watch. Okay, here's a guy that's really good at it and he's funny. But no, they're just straight up watching this guy play a game. (laughs) And but talk they don't about shit. Talk about
0: the game, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. YouTube, the the YouTube generation's like a whole different beast. But I mean, when I was a kid, I used to watch my brother play video games all the time. I didn't need an yeah, act. I, mean, I didn't need an active role in it, but it was kind of engaging. But I guess yeah, my different.
1: I had friends that would like to watch me play, but I was never the one that liked. To, I always wanted. But to it's just not, play not it. like
0: you're. It's not like you're fucking hanging out with PewDiePie. Yeah, you know, it's I different when it's two people. With yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. You know? it is i mean i don't i don't know i think you know <laughs> getting older
2: <laughs> oh also I just, just the movies. movies suck that's i wanted to re- yeah, yeah. Yo, it's up totally
1: but i mean are there just more bad movies now than before i mean oh di- weren't the 90s known for having a lot of bad movies and matrix and yeah. shit but there was a lot of bad ones no, not have these ba- like
2: movies, they're like the same damn movie, just
0: repeating.
1: Oh, yeah, just that's what I've been
2: saying.
0: for years. They might as well, the next one might as well
2: just be called Movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <Right>. Well, it <laughs> could be like Dragon Movie and then Superhero Movie. And right, then, right, yeah. You know, it's just like... <laughs> it's like Yeah, that but, that thing, the super, but the thing is, the
1: Superhero, the superhero movies are the only ones making money, though. So people yeah. obviously, their wallets aren't showing that people are tired of those movies yet. Because
0: you know you're going to get that spectacle. You yeah. just know it. You know it. You know even Thor Ragnarok is going to be well, short. It's like, cool. I can fucking make it to you know. I can make it to my my job at
2: nine or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, those ones like have an movie. established audience, so that's probably why the superhero ones are still doing good. But everything else is like also yeah. just nothing's funny. Fucking comedy's so like fucking desaturated <laughs> at this point. Like, Nothing. It's com-
1: comedy. Comedies are dead. Also, I would like to. I think that like the more even the marvel cinematic universe that, that's like a big tv show they're all episodes yeah, yeah. of the same tv that's show the thing
0: is, is tv is becoming movies now is right. becoming what we went to yeah. the, to the cinema for now it's just like now that's why everybody's trying to create these overarching universes with you know every fucking character from the past
1: or whatever re- rehashing things um it's like game of but, thrones that's one episode yeah. now is 70 80 minutes a marvel movie is 100 120 not much longer yeah. i mean it's like I, just, I don't, it's I don't a like very, when people i'm this i may be changing it slightly yeah. but i i don't like when people say all the marvel movies are the same well yeah kind of because they're the same tv show and right. i'm saying i'm saying that's a good thing i actually enjoy that
0: yeah and that's kind of where we're at now We're 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 in deeper to this like serialized um, aspect of storytelling because superhero shows back in the day, like Hulk and stuff, there's a fair amount of like suspension of disbelief to get you to be really into that, you know, and you're young, and that's the best it it has ever been. But now we're in the this age where that's the best it's ever been in terms of effects and costuming and casting and storytelling or whatever. But you know, we don't like you don't really go to watch like singular films that are like an expression of a director or anything like that. You know, you don't we don't watch as many of these enclosed stories. Right. As, right. 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 Know, right. A lot of times it's like serial based. So, yeah, you know, I think like you can't you can't do that at the movies because it becomes so expensive. And you're like, man, this show I've been watching all week is 10 times better than this fucking movie. I spent forty dollars on the entire experience to be here. And for what? You know what I mean? That's why those big movies are like, you got to get the 3D glasses, you got to fucking get the IMAX version, you got to do this, you got to do that. And they were saying this back in fucking 2001, after Avatar came out. When did Avatar come out? (laughs) 2009. (laughs) 2009. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're saying this is going to change everything and like the movies, you know, they're talking about the inflation of ticket prices and stuff. It's going to be like you're going to be up $60 a ticket to enter into the fucking theater and it's going to be this whole futuristic expensive experience you get into like I don't need recliners and fucking somebody taking my order while I'm watching the movie. Whoa, I just whoa, a good whoa, movie. Whoa. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying those it's bad. Are nice. I don't need food while I watch a movie. I'm not saying it's bad. But I always I'm always like inclined to fucking fall asleep in those recliners. But anyway, it's not that I don't like I don't need it, but it's nice. I'm not saying it's not nice. It's not cool. It's not great. It's not, you know, it's pampering you and everything, but it would be also nice to get your money's worth in terms of the film you're going to see. And it's just always been like eh, you gotta like convince yourself you like you liked it enough that for the ticket price. That's why I walked out of Kong. I was just like, I only paid seven bucks for this. Like, peace out. This is bullshit. You yeah. know, it's the ride aspect. When those Avatar 5, 4, 5, and 6, it's going to be like, ooh, ah, ooh. everybody's going to be dumbfounded by the fucking technology and the experience
1: of it all. Dude, he's, that's going to be, uh, there's going to be new technology coming out yeah. for those movies where it's no yeah. glasses 3D
0: yeah it's gonna be a big ds
1: screen kind of yeah like stereoscopic kind of dealio which is fine i mean they had 3d back in fucking like the 80s a little bit they tried it with jason 3 or whatever like it's not a new thing It's just the technology is getting better yeah i think it's likely
0: that you put on your you put your (laughs) vr headset on no this is a stupid idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> never mind i was trying to think like like there'll be like vr at some point that's just like i'm going to the movie theater and then you're you know
2: like well for like a like, 3d, well and 3D. VR. it would be possible yeah
0: it would be possible but whether or not it's a good idea i can't say mm. i'm not einstein i'm just a
3: guy <laughs> i i just want to say gonna... I was... oh go ahead johnson no go ahead. Okay. oh i was just going to say too that like a lot of these films that we think are good like the big sick is probably great. I haven't seen it, but some places don't get these movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you guys, li- like we live in places where, like, I mean, there's some stuff that you get to see in LA that I won't get to see. You know, like it won't come here.
0: Two girls, one cup.
3: Um and stuff. <laughs> uh, just um uh yeah okay I'm done. Quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I was trying to add.
1: That's one of the cool things about living in LA is like when you see that trailer on TV, like in selected cities, it's like, that's me. That's my city. <laughs> that's <laughs> me. It used to not be me, but it's me now.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, I haven't I was thinking about today. I haven't gone to a movie that I really like dude. blown me and I really loved. Guardians <whistles> 2 came really close.
1: <whistles> it's okay. Um, yeah, so uh yeah, Thanks for problems. talking about that. Oh, go ahead, Johnson.
2: Oh, oh yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, this year it's been dismal for movies.
1: There's been me. some good stuff, but I don't know. It, yeah, I, I can, I, When I see that news that it's been a bad box office, I can kind of understand because I'll go to the movies like every weekend if there's something good out, but I think the last thing that I saw in the theater was like Spider-Man Homecoming maybe. It's been a well, while, I, man. Yeah,
2: but when was the last time you saw like a really good movie, like a movie like you would watch five years from now.
1: Get Out. This past (laughs) February, Get Out was so good. Oh,
3: okay. A A Cure for Wellness. I think that's one I want to revisit. So... Mm. I mean, a lot of... There are good films that come out. People just don't go fucking see them.
1: Also, I'd say (laughs) Colossal, too.
3: I, I think it's like a lot of Rotten Tomatoes and just like a lot of reviewers posting up these like negative reviews before... You know, if they're not really into it, I'm not saying that some of these aren't justified reviews, but like, you know, like I thought A Cure for Wellness was something original I hadn't seen before. It mixes horror movie genres, which you don't see a lot of. Um, And the way the twist turns, it kind of turns into a kind of weird kind of horror film that I was like, oh, shit, like they don't make this kind of horror film anymore. This is kind of cool, which a lot of critics panned it. And I was like. This movie, I mean, I think it got mediocre reviews. It was like kind of middle of the road, but it's yeah. like that's good. The Life came out. It was a cla- it was a cool B movie. I think it ended up getting like a seventy something percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was good. The script was the script was solid. It set you up at like it was a very easy concept, but it was fun because you don't see that movie a lot, you know. Yeah. But no one went and saw those movies, All right? You know? well, so and you, it's you, like yourself.
1: Johnson. I'd also say the latest Planet of the Apes is really fucking good.
2: Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're okay,
1: doing it. I didn't mean to see that.
2: But, uh, yeah, but no, Maddie, you bring up another thing. It's like, it's not even the not even the audience. You have to think even, like, the producers are going at, on such a safe route now. That, oh, yeah. Like, they're not taking any kind of risk, really. But you should see A Cure for Wellness.
3: <laughs> that, yeah, movie's okay. fucking, that movie's fucking weird, dude. Like, yeah. the Gore Verbinski was like, fuck everything. I'm tired of doing fucking Pirates movies. Take <laughs> this shit out. And it's like... <laughs> You know, it's like, I mean, I know Ring was a remake he did, but I think, you know, like the last thing I saw him do where he really like pushed like what you could see in a theater with a big budget. It's like a cure for wellness is like how fucked it's like, I don't know, cure for wellness is like, hey, you know, that show Twin Peaks, like what if I made Twin Peaks or something similar (laughs) was just like very strange and very weird. Yeah, Yeah. You know, like I would say like if you saw one of those between life, I would definitely see a cure for wellness. Because it definitely takes a lot of twists and turns. It's very weird. It's like, I don't know, man. It's been a while since I've seen anything that weird. It kind of reminded me of like a lot of 90s films, like things that didn't do well, but are now cult classics and people fucking love them.
2: Oh, cool. You
3: know, it's like, you know, I, I watch all these movies that like, I'm sure when they came out were like fucking terrible when people saw them, like in the 80s or like early 90s. But now people are just eating that shit up. It's a cult classic. You know, it's like, it's making more money than it ever did in the theater, you know? Yeah, right, right. And I mean, I think, I think we're seeing, I think a cure for wellness is going to be a fucking cult classic. I think life will be a cult classic in years to come. Even with Dark Tower, with its fucking terrible reviews, I think it will become a cult classic in like 10 years. People will look back and be like, that's a weird fucking movie, man. I can't even believe they made that back in 2017. Like, that's crazy, <laughs> you know? I just, Uh you know, some of this stuff just isn't, people aren't ready for it. And I mean, that's happened time and time again. Like even when we were in college, we were seeing stuff that had just come out like, you know, towards the end of the nineties or something that got panned at the box office.
1: People said, this isn't
3: worth your time. It's like Mallrats. People Mm -hmm. fucking hated that movie. But there was like a, like, look at Kevin Smith now. Like, what the fuck? This dude can make anything. I saw
1: saw Mallrats in the theater with my entire family.
3: I yeah, tell- <laughs> but that's a movie like that's a movie I that got painted you, Like people did not I like tell
0: you that, movie. that I can tell you that I agree, Maddie, with what you're saying a lot. But I can tell you, the first time I saw Mallrats, I liked it. It didn't take me a while to like. Oh well, okay, I like that. Yeah,
1: but that's but you you didn't. My dad to this day is like that's that movie with the guy stuck his hand up his ass, <laughs> starting shaking <laughs> hands with people yeah
3: but, but that's like for the general public mall rats wasn't a movie yeah. that was like for the
1: general public it bombs like crazy yeah no, exactly. right? we are not
3: the general public we are knowledgeable we are knowledgeable people in film <laughs> right, who like certain right. things we are not the general public my friend right. how many of us went and saw transformers right. no one on this podcast if we were the general public we would have seen fucking Transformers. okay fair enough fair enough i'm, oh, just I'm saying like we oh, have I'm a different saying, niche thing that we like to watch
0: well for sure I guess, yeah. You're. I agree with your point. All I'm saying is that I do think a lot of movies suck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, no know, I mean, I do, if, I do if too. If the can it or if, if, like, you know, it develops a fan base later. Like, Boondock Saints has a fan base.
3: Like... No, I'm not, I'm not like, I mean, yeah, there's an exception to every fucking rule. Right, right. Y- you know, like, I mean, I like Boondock Saints when it came out. The last time I watched it, I was like, this right. fucking me too, shit. Me
0: too, You me know, too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, your taste, taste change. But I think, I think, you know, like, trailers are a big thing too because you can't really tell from trailers as much anymore because they cut the same trailer with the yeah. shit at the front of it. You know yeah. what I mean? The bassy sound or whatever.
3: The best but, trailers uh, are the teasers. That's all you need for yeah, you to load and yeah. to see the yeah. fucking movie.
0: But I do think you get a fair amount of information from most trailers, even if they're edited badly or presented badly. And you kind of just by seeing the costume design and the way that they shot it and like the colors and stuff like that, like I feel like generally like I can tell it's going to be shitty and not in a way that's like, oh, it's kitschy, but it's like it's shitty.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I mean, (laughs) that's how
0: I feel like most movies are now. I'm just like, ah, you almost had me. And it's like, ah, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I feel like there's not a whole lot of substance in films yeah. nowadays well no one's taking interesting ideas for sure but there's not a lot of substance
3: yeah no one's no. taking gambles anymore like the 90s yeah. or 80s like there's so much weird shit that came out like
0: dude the know, 80s were the most
1: risk-taking there... oh my god dude look back no, on their
0: 70s bullshit the 70s had the best fucking horror sci-fi <laughs> from, i mean i mean there's good shit but it's like it's like yeah, it's like like where's the your Sentinel 77? Anyway,
3: Where, sure. where's your fucking Cronenberg at now? True, you know? True, true, true. 80s, I mean yeah, 80s like, is great. Yeah. Yeah, I great. mean there's a lot of good shit that came out. Where's your John Carpenter at? Uh,
0: I just know, don't. Like, I don't think we have that anymore. I don't
3: think. No, we, we have do. That. It's,
0: it's called indie films, and
3: and like, I think we're going a, there. Stranger Things is all of those yeah, things. Things. and new. You know. But you have all these indie directors. Like despite how I didn't care for The Void, I thought it was okay. Right. I didn't think it was that great. But it's a cool idea that you're not going to see on the big screen. I
0: don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah it, that is, but is yeah, it worth to watch? You know, just because you haven't seen something or there's not an abundance of a certain type of thing, does that mean that it should be there? Does that mean that we should be, like give it time and you know, like the void is not worth watching in my opinion.
3: No, I think reason. it is worth. I think <laughs> I think I think it is worth watching. I think it's yeah. uh some indie guys going out and being influenced by uh stuff that they liked and they did their best job yeah. and I think it's for that it's like yeah, man, that fucking yeah. movie is cool. Like, it's not my cup of tea. Didn't really care for the creature design. But
0: it's not like back in the day when, like, Neil Marshall made a film. And even if you didn't like it, it was still good. It was still put
3: together well, you know. Ah, I Doomsday like is not that good of a movie, so. <laughs> I like Doomsday. Centurion's good.
0: Yeah, no, it man. is. I'm just, I'm,
3: just, <laughs> I'm like, somewhat, you got to yeah. get your start somewhere. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm some standing,
0: people- uh, in this in this discussion, I'm standing right next to you. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't agree 100%, but I do agree about 85 to
3: 89%. I mean, people hit it out of the bar- <laughs> ballpark on their first film. That's fucking great, dude. Yeah, yeah like fucking Dog yeah. Soldiers are fucking dope. Yeah. I'm waiting for the next one. Like, I've seen a lot of cool indie films that have never like had very limited runs that are great mm-hmm. film. Like fucking Stakeland, it's a fucking vampire movie. It's like vampire movie meets the fucking road. It's great. It's indie. Mm-hmm. No one fucking saw that movie except horror fans. And yeah. you, like you know, there's no outlet for that stuff. That that stuff's not being shown in the theater. Whereas I feel like yeah. probably in the '90s or in the '80s, they were just like, "Fuck yeah, throw some money at it." Sounds like a cool idea. See if we can make some money off of it. But everyone yeah. that's producing movies now, the big studios are afraid to take gambles. Every once in a while, you'll have it. Like I was talking about, "Cure for Wellness." That's a fucking gamble. That movie should not have come out. You know, like whoever decided to be like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll throw all my money at this." Gore verbinsky has got a name. That's a weird fucking yeah. movie to put out. Like yeah. you know, like no one's taking gambles in film anymore. No one's trying to make yeah. cool that, films. That's probably
0: that was probably his reward for directing those pirates movies as many as he did. Oh yeah, no. I mean he was <laughs> they're like, they're like okay, like, now, now you can finally going. make your thing and he's like, Okay, yeah. how about this? <laughs> you know, it's like that dude in fucking glow who wanted to make Back to the Future. He made Rango Look too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Rango, yeah, was Rango. man, Rango was like, yeah. dude, yeah. if you like O Brother, you're gonna like Rango. That was just so good. Yeah. The old brother I think, of fucking I th- I think, uh, animated I think more movies. than
0: anything, times are just changing and the way that people consume media is so different than it was, you know, even ten years ago than it is now. Oh, so yeah. it's like the, so, the silver, lining,
1: silver yeah. lining here too is that at least the internet allows for niches to survive. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. So yeah, cultures can't really thrive on the internet. Yeah. So
0: now now at the no budget level, you're thinking about like six three to six minute small videos that you can p- produce. That'll you know catch people and show a little bit of what you can do and your brand
1: and whatever that's going to be. I mean, when I watched that Street Fighter Assassins Fist thing, yeah. that oh, I, when I watched it's was like, was, did they just fucking interview me in my sleep? Is this made exactly for me?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was you know it was like eleven minute episodes per and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. This bite size uh, modality that we're in in now, you know, due <laughs> social media, due to our attention spans, due to the exponential growth of technology. And the our, our dependency on devices or or not our dependency, but whatever you want to call it on devices is is dictating how we consume this entertainment. And anymore, that's what I'm saying all the time. Like anymore, I'm sitting for fucking more than an hour and 45 minutes. I'm like, yo, I got like shit to do. I got bills to pay. I got to go take a piss. You know what I mean? Like, what what am I here for? Because I think on a part of it, the quality of filmmaking is dropping because they don't have. They're not taking gambles like what Maddie's saying. And, you know, they don't have the money to put into like interesting projects like a dark city or something or even a crow, you know, unless they know that it has this massive fan base and the return is going to be based on the experience of viewing that thing, whatever it is, you
3: know?
0: Yeah. I was mean, I, fr- like,
3: oh, no, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's just like, you know, there's tons of great properties out there that I think would be great films for TV. And- yeah, well, no, I mean, <laughs> I th- I totally agree with you with the TV thing, like, for yeah. sure. Like, I'd much rather sit down and watch eight episodes of something. Yeah. It's better binged,
0: you know, the storytelling, but anyway, go ahead.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm just like, you know, I'd much rather sit there and binge ten episodes and then sit, uh, sit there and watch a three-hour movie that's like so-so, you know? Because <laughs> right. I'm getting so much more story. I'm getting so many more effects. I'm getting, you know, depending on the show, more creatures, more, you know, development. I don't know. I mean... I, uh, I, we're just getting too old for this shit, man.
1: <laughs> and then, I mean, with this is such a long topic, but yet the uh, smartphones too are keeping people indoors more. People don't hang out. Like if you were if you were alone without the internet back in the day, you would you would bust your ass to see your friend. Yeah. But now you don't you don't have to do that because you can just text or whatever, and people are less low. They're, I guess, maybe lonely in a different way, but people are yeah. probably less lonely to some degree because of social media. So they just stay home, which could contribute to just watching Netflix or whatever. I mean, there's so many fucking factors like we're discussing in this discussion mm-hmm. right now as mm-hmm. to why. Back, back to the original topic: why the summer summer box office is so fucking low. Yeah.
0: Also, we didn't have that many great
1: movies. We had a, a couple. That were good, but it wasn't... Really I it think didn't, it's less than usual that we had Planet of the Apes. You know, I mean, it didn't Club feel like, like back Planet in the day... We probably had that's at least three big ones. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, we, how maybe, many maybe did other summers have?
0: Maybe it's, it's because... because more me more. was
1: big with the kids.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what
0: the maybe kids? With the kids. <laughs> maybe it's because we're getting older or something. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and this is just the way I feel and the way I'm perceiving this kind of thing going down. But I feel like, you know, even a few years ago... I don't know, like go back to Dark Knight when the Dark Knight came out. It was just like the anticipation for it was amazing and it happened to be like a fucking great movie. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, now, any anymore now you just kind of get what you pay for. You know, you paid the fucking 18 bucks for the IMAX or the 15 bucks for the 3D and you do get some good 3D shit and, you know, there were some funny moments in that Guardians movie, you know, but like how truly memorable and are iconic are any of the more recent films after like the Avengers, you know? I feel like the filmmaking isn't the same way in, a, in in this aspect and what draws people to the theaters in terms of that filmmaking quality is, is totally different. You know, I think it's, I don't know. You just don't get like, it just isn't too much. much. <laughs> like it isn't, you know, yeah, we either. Yeah. That's one point is like we, it might be an oversaturation of things because I remember back when men in black came out, It was like the biggest shit before it even came out. The commercials, the toys, the tie-ins and everything. And then going to see it and it was pretty good. You know, it was good. I think better than most movies out these days. (laughs) I don't know. That's that's maybe a bold statement that I can't stand behind. But <laughs> I do remember Men in Black being like, oh, or like Fifth Element. Like had, oh, the shit.
1: thing is too. Men in Black had the song as well, which was like, yeah. like you hear it.
0: And back then they had TRL, and you were watching TRL. You know, it's just the things that were floating around you. Now we don't have quite as many squawk boxes yelling at us. We just have this isolated experience that we're channeling this media through, and that's how we dictate what we're going to
1: see, where we're going to go, and blah blah blah. Okay, so let's let's talk about this real quick then. What are the solutions to having a better box office? Whoa! How do we solve this problem, guys? Uh, right. Let's
3: not answer anything, and you come email us because <laughs> uh, we have problem? the solutions, but that's we're not giving one. it to you. <laughs> How about
0: movies no. that aren't shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so have a have a budget moratorium or a budget a budget cap or something like you have to make movies like but they want to make money that's what it is they want to make then, a bunch but of money but then
1: like there's the other thing too where you got Transformers and Fast and the Furious that yeah. they're definitely shit but everybody goes yeah. and sees these fucking pieces of yeah. shit yeah
0: yeah i oh, mean yeah i guess like for for probably for that type of audience like they got that niche locked in you know people went to see both those shitty Turtles movies. People went to go see all that Transformers and, you know, Fast and the Furious, which, you know, I don't know if that's any much better or less or whatever, but it's, you know, those audiences are taken care of. And I think the biggest audience right now is the geek audience with comic book movies, but you're missing out on like, like women don't give a shit about movies, you know, that don't really know about comic books or watch too many TV shows, you know, like I mean not to generalize but like dudes probably don't either you know if they're like lifestyle isn't pointing towards comic book movies <laughs> you I think know? Well, also it depends on yeah. if it's
1: a female lead too I think yeah. I think that's yeah. a huge thing that people yeah. like Wonder woman opened that conversation up a little it bit did. and yeah yeah and it's gonna be really lead in Star think, Wars as well yeah. I mean it's just yeah you know I think that the more movies they make with female leads girls are gonna get yeah. into it a little bit think, more
0: Yeah, I think the bubble has to burst somehow, you know, like, because the geeks will always have their things, you know. But I don't know, like, like what does it say about the American public as a whole or, like, the movie-going world public, the movie-going audience around the world? Um, You know, because, like, movies like, old, like, crime movies aren't very popular now. If you tried to make a Western right now, it's not going to do very good, you know what I mean? Like, you really only have these certain types of films and anything else is kind of like special interest, like a director you follow or an actor that you like.
1: Another you know, conspiracy theory kind of thing that I was thinking too, was like, have superhero movies eaten up the comedy genre? Cause when you go, <laughs> yeah, if you go see guardians of the galaxy, that's arguably the funniest fucking movie this whole year. Mm-hmm. But, but then again, no one, I mean, no one, there's no, not been like a huge hangover type of hit comedy in yeah. so fucking long so I, I i just again tin foil hat time but i just wonder are is marvel eating up the comedy genre
2: i think <laughs> just
3: major comedies just suck now it's like yeah. i'd much rather just watch a comedy television show like silicon valley or yeah oh yeah you're trying to appeal, appeal,
0: appeal to a broad audience you know and just like those audiences are splintered now into niche audiences Silicon
1: valley if- too having a fucking satanist character dude <laughs> could never be in the theater bro
0: well, not to invoke the Nazarene, but Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It's so funny. Dude. And, and I think a lot of good, like comedies are like indie stuff, you know, yeah. for the yeah. most part, it's yeah. like some of the best stuff coming out in, like, uh, you know, I think in horror and comedy or indie mm-hmm. films, you yeah. know, um, yeah. and they're not getting like the big sick did not get distributed in my hometown guaranteed. Yeah. You know, like people aren't seeing these movies because you know, or seeing even like, I mean, I think one time I went home and I was like, oh yeah, we'll be able to see this like bigger movie. It's only been out for like a week, went there, was only open that one for that weekend. And then they pushed it out to get whatever the newest big budget shit was, which I think that has something to do with it. Like a lot of these towns that make up, you know, a, a part of this, because like, yeah, LA makes up or Chicago makes up or New York makes up a big, percentage of this but you also got to think of all these small towns and these yeah, cities that are going to see movies and like you know they want to go a lot of these people who live in these smaller towns have families so they're just going to go with their kids to see Transformers cuz why not yeah. you can take your kids to see that shit
1: yeah exactly yeah. or, or a Marvel well, yeah. movie we know what that's like let's go see that it's kind of like you know what you're going to be getting you're not going to be yeah. wasting your money cuz you kind of know what you're going to get already which is yeah, good, think, kind of good and good and bad maybe
3: yeah and I think with more information out there with the internet and stuff, you know, maybe people aren't seeing <laughs> movies because they're reading about it and just being, Oh, that does not sound like something yeah. that I want to see. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's fucking, I'm, I don't know. It doesn't bother me if the yeah. theater, it would suck if like there were no more theaters or like they kind of went the way of like drive-ins like you can't go to a drive-in cause like hardly any exist.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's kind my of sucks. My experience. mom's town that's their their movie theater is a drive-in. They just had Wonder Woman for like 2 weeks. It's crazy.
3: That's awesome, man.
1: Yeah. Dude, but speaking yeah. of this is a box office discussion, right? Wonder Woman's about to overtake uh, Civil War's box office. Oh wow. That's like good. this this weekend, I think. Yeah. Like, think it's a huge yeah. huge hit.
0: I think it's it in in any in any case it's kind of exciting, you know, to see the way that the market is fluctuating for you know cinemas and movie going and everything like that and movies but it's kind of nice to maybe it'll stir things up and we'll get better not necessarily like better or worse or whatever but we'll, like what maddie's saying like different kinds of things maybe studios will start taking gambles because they're losing so much money you know but it seems a lot of trend following um goes on
1: i think but, we, we, yeah, we might maybe, see, maybe start like, a sort of fresh
0: new take on something you know you guys
1: know how um i i've always been thinking this too you know how Nirvana killed '80s glam metal and '80s rock in general. Yeah. One one band destroyed a decade before. I wonder if there's going to be some indie movie that comes along and destroys everything like Nirvana did that came before it. Just like a, it ushers in a whole new wave of shit that just comes that blindsides. It's like it comes out of nowhere. I don't know what kind of movie it would be, but I think that would be interesting to see happen. I just think there's
3: too much like you're you can access so much now you can have it's going to be hard for someone to do that just because I mean
1: people are locked in their own niches or too much already
3: I mean you just like I don't think there's ever going to be anything like the grunge movement like with Nirvana starting it but there were other bands that like I mean Pearl Jam's big I mean Pearl Jam's still around dude like but yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know but like I don't think there's ever gonna be anything in music anyway that's gonna do that again that's just gonna kind of come out of nowhere and just take over the fucking airwaves like that you know like and I don't know if there's ever gonna be another movie to do that I feel like the last time I had any hope was avatar
0: humanities but dumb. I don't like
3: avatar <laughs> so you know, I just I just don't think it's like possible now to like have that one genre of thing people are. I don't. It's a different time, man. It is a different time than when we were growing up. Yeah, true. Because everything's so accessible. Oh, I like this kind of metal. I only want to listen to it. You can search that type of metal or that type of rock or that type of funk or whatever the fuck you're into, and you can just listen to that all day long. Everything you ever would want to know about a genre. Right. But before, it was just like someone handing you a mixtape or like, oh, I heard this yeah. cool rock song on the radio. You know, yeah. like...
0: You would wait we're for radio to come on the radio now.
1: again? Yeah,
0: we're very centrally yeah. focused I've... on on like web based or internet based media and interactions.
1: This this, this is also a tangent here, but it, it's, this conversation reminded me of it. Uh, when I <laughs> when I go home, and we're all in the car together, or at least a, a portion of my family, at least, like if somebody has a song on the radio, like the driver. And the, and the other people don't like the song. they put it on their headphones. Like nobody can yeah. sit through three minutes of anything <laughs> they don't like. <laughs> yeah. at all. Like I, I hate to be it like I know I'm the big brother and everything, but it's just like, can't you just suffer? <laughs> suffer yeah. for three minutes. at least we'll be together. You know what I mean, but you're going off in some other land now, and not, any, not anymore, bro. That's why we're all
0: creating uh, these overarching universes because we're are trying to mentally create our own children that we can control and <laughs> be
1: together with. Or, or like like okay, uh, some other people I know, um, like if if, if people if they, they'll be watching a TV show, and if one person doesn't like that TV show. They'll go and watch it in the other room or watch the another show that they want to watch in their room. Like nobody will watch the same fucking show anymore. Nobody can stand 30 fucking minutes just to be together. Like like the act of being together, no one gives a fuck anymore about is what it feels like. It really feels like that sometimes. And it's because like even South Park, South Park talked about this a little bit. They were like, there was one episode about how the living room is changing. Yeah. Uh I thought that was an amazing episode. South Park sometimes they hit on these really deep things mm-hmm. and that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I really like that show. It's not just shit humor I, I love south park so um i <clears throat> it's just it's gonna be more and more and more and more of that, I think, which I'm kind of um until we all have
0: our own little drone apartments floating in the sky, <laughs> yeah, far away from anyone. <laughs>
1: Anyway, thanks. I mean, thanks yeah. for indulging me with that tangent. Hell yeah, that was a good discussion.
0: There is one thing. If you guys want to talk for just a little bit longer, I do have one topic that I think was interesting. Go ahead. Um, that they're saying that the Matt Reeves Batman trilogy or whatever he's working on will not be a part of the DC EU. Okay, what so you that you wasn't
1: that wasn't the DC news segment.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: So, okay yeah basically you said it um th- there's a new report saying that it's going to oh, be a standalone movie uh it's like dc just can't get their shit together and as this right. this, joker <laughs> movie, this joker movie also it's going to be outside right. of the dceu oh what, my god what the fuck are they fucking,
2: doing
0: they are funny. i mean well you know what they know that still, people uh, that no matter what it is they know that people are going to give them money for it so they're like all right your strategy is not you know compete with marvel whatever we're making flicks here we need to make money so
1: Stephan, my thoughts on this is, because you wanted to bring it up, right? This, I think it's it's a mess. I've been a, I've been a DC fan for a long time. Look at Cape and Cowell. It's all DC characters. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of DC. But they, everybody knows this. The whole internet knows it. They can't get their shit together. And I've been so hopeful for the longest time. I was thinking, well, Justice League, they're going to get it together. Wonder Woman, that was great. They're, going, they're on the upward trajectory. And then all this news comes out. It's like, what's go what's going on, guys? What the fuck? What is this? Okay, maybe it's gonna be a standalone movie because they're gonna cast a younger Batman, it's gonna be a prequel, mm-hmm. and 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 it'll it'll be without Ben Affleck, but it'll still technically be a part of the DCEU. It's just before all the DCEU stuff mm-hmm. is happening. Maybe mm-hmm. they could swing it that way, and also the Joker movie with Corsese producing maybe that maybe that will be a, it's an origin story they say so maybe it can still be canon but it's just before all this shit happened how old is he 100 now <laughs> what Dude, fuck does he have to do i don't know this? but what were you about to say many
3: oh i just want to say i thought there was like a conversation that stefan might have started about how he didn't like stuff being so contained or in a universe and i think we all and i was like oh i'm whatever i'm okay with it I, this yeah. is fine. I have no issue. If Matt Reeves wants to make a trilogy and he's like, fuck DCEU, I don't give a shit because I'm a fucking phenomenal director and a fucking writer. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Give me that shit because I don't need everything to be. I don't need to see fucking Ezra Miller's fucking flash show up in every fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't give yeah. a shit. I want to see a good fucking Batman movie. And if that is a trilogy, then great. If they recast the flash, fucking great. Millions of actors can play these roles don't got any issue with it. Just let Matt Reeves make the fucking movie he wants to make. Because yeah. if you got if you have to trap him into this stupid fucking universe that DC has created, then it's gonna be a shit movie. And that's gonna fucking suck. Cause we know this guy can make great fucking solid flicks. And we're just complaining about the box office not being good. This could be one of the fucking reasons. Because they're trapped inside these fucking producers being like, it has to follow these rules and that rule and you can't do this. And what if the fans get upset about this because it's not this Batman and it's not that? Like, who gives a fuck, man? This character's been around for fucking ever. Let anyone do whatever the fuck they want with it. It's kind of why I like Gotham a little bit because they basically go fuck you to all the Batman (laughs) shit and do what they want. And it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, I don't agree with everything they're doing in it. Because like I still I'm still a stickler because I like like Batman's shit. So right. I know what when, when it's wrong. But I like that someone was like, you know what? Fuck it. There's all this other Batman shit. Like, why don't we just do this different? Do some do something kind of crazy. Like they're putting the young Bruce Wayne into a weird Batman suit now. Fuck yes. Would I love to see young Batman? Why the fuck not, man? We've not seen it before. He's always been like a fucking 30, 40-year-old guy. True. Why the fuck not? Um also the thing, I'm just gonna touch on this real quick, get through my rant. Um also, why the fuck not Di- DiCaprio is fucking Joker? Who gives a fuck? score says he make a fucking Joker movie. I watch that shit. Wolf of Wall Street meets his character in Django Unchained. <laughs> fuck yeah, that sounds fucking great. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't yeah, watch not, any of I, them. No, I'm just I, saying it's just like at these standalone movies, yeah, like I don't care. I'll go see any fucking Joker movie no, that's made. I think it's that's how they should have done it. Suicide Squad. I'll yeah. give you that. Like that idea of Scorsese producing with DiCaprio as Joker sounds 10 times better than what Suicide Squad was.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I my original point with you I think what you were touching on is like I'm not into like or I don't think it's necessary to have big overarching universes that connect and blah blah blah. So I don't give a fuck what happens with the DCEU. Second, I think that this, the Batman movie standalone, if that's what it's going to be, I'm totally for it. It needs the funnest part about Batman movies, I think, over the last couple decades is how they reinvent certain things. And that's fun, you know, like we see the origin story a lot, but we also see a lot more. Um, I just, but it does, it does make it very, it does seem like Warner brothers doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and they, you know, they don't really care either because they'll put something out and people will pay money to see it just because like what Maddie's saying, like it has these iconic characters to it. It doesn't really matter, you know, like it could be a good thing that maybe these movies turn out good. I think Leonardo DiCaprio would make a fucking crazy awesome Joker, but it all this news, the way it's been coming out back and forth, Ben Affleck's in, Ben Affleck's out. This isn't that seems like typical movie stuff but it does just make it seem like warner brothers and dc are not clicking very well i mean, well.
3: I don't think they should follow like everyone's like i think i even said like they should follow the marvel thing but if like what they want to do is just make these standalone fucking trilogies or films and fucking do it man marvel's yeah. not doing it
0: yeah so why don't well, we it, just do
3: the opposite
0: yeah well it used to be like it used to be like your favorite character is now on screen for one movie and maybe a sequel, you know? And then later it was like, now your favorite character is in a trilogy. And that was the thing for a long while. And then Marvel came in and revolution. Well, what would you say? They changed everything by doing the episodic connected films and stuff like that. And that's just a behemoth. It's like, I think DC right now is like, why try and compete with that? That's their thing. We can still make money. We can do our thing with the characters that we own. And it's, it it's like it's a, it's a, it's a good strategy I think especially like being like all right Matt Reeves you want to make a Batman movie make a Batman movie, um, but they're just switching up the
1: plan kind of they're mid- switching it up midstream it, it's, it looks like though yeah
0: it's it's all too public it's midstream because Justice League hasn't even come out yet and these movies are not even in production yet they're just like rumor slash talk slash this might be a good idea so you know it's like it just it's so
1: schizophrenic but it's kind if, of entertaining to to watch the whole thing and if they make if they make good movies the standalone movies fine mm-hmm. if, i get it if they need, and also mark they, they need they that, is old as fuck. true but if, if they need to do if they need to make a standalone to make a better movie more power to them in in reeves i trust a hundred percent
0: yeah
1: uh it's just i've had a lot of fun with the interconnectedness of the marvel universe and when yeah. it all comes into a head with avengers three and four it's like Game of Thrones style in a sense, like yeah. these characters you've been following for a long time, some major ones gonna die, you know? And maybe, inevitably, maybe that- so, so I think that's gonna, I think that kinda adds to it and we haven't seen it before. And also it, it echoes the comic book movies that they come from, the comic books that they come from because mm-hmm. all the co- the comic books themselves are a universe too that all yeah. interconnect. So to have, that, to have that be echoed in movies is just fun to yeah. me. I've really enjoyed that. But at the same time, if they just can't do it, if they can't hack yeah. it, fine. Let's just stand alone. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't care. But it's just also the fact that they, they supposedly had this plan, and it's like, are you going to stick to it? Or are you going to throw it away? You got, you got Aquaman in yeah. production, and you got Justice yeah. League about to come out. One woman's interconnected, and you're going to do a sequel to that one. So is it just going to be thrown to the fucking wayside here? It's, it's, just, it's just kind of like, what's going on? I mean maybe, what, maybe the bubbles bursting the interconnectedness maybe I mean, that's
0: the bubble that's bursting.
3: Well I mean it's just like comic books guys I mean like there's a Justice League comic and then there's a Batman comic and then there's a fucking Superman comic and they're like yeah they can come together or they can be their own separate things they're drawn by different people with different or written by different people with other ideas. So like yeah I want to see if Matt Reeves if this is his comic book version of Batman his standalone yeah fuck yeah man I'm fucking down. I don't know. Oh, yeah. if, if he
1: feels that's the best, if that's the, the best film he can make as a standalone, if he feels that in his heart of hearts, then
3: oh
0: yeah, 100% I'm not arguing
3: against that.
1: Fuck the DCEU if that's how we feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I it's fine. It. There's just I get it.
3: I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a I don't know. I feel like it's a different kind of filmmaking that we haven't seen in a while. Or like the movies that like, yeah, let's just try these other these other universes, like these these other world stories or whatever you know um which i'm totally fine with man like i just anthology type of tales yeah it doesn't bother me i'm like yeah i'm super excited for justice league there's always going to be a fucking justice league movie from here on out despite how this one turns out i would like aquaman with the certain actors playing these characters but You know if they decided like in a couple years to make a new Wonder Woman movie with a different director and they chose a different Wonder Woman? I wouldn't have any problem. And then the year after that, Gal Gadot comes back as fucking Wonder Woman in the Justice League? Fuck yeah. Why not? I don't give a shit. I want to watch every actor that's possible to play these fucking characters. Sure. If it's (laughs) it's interesting, like who knows who the fuck Matt Reeves is going to cast as Batman? It could be someone you're like, no. And then they fucking blow it out of the water. like, You know? I don't know. And then
1: In that George Miller script, she was fighting Minotaurs.
3: (laughs) I mean, I I wish it would have been. I I want George Miller's fucking Justice League, man. I want to see Martian Manhunter. You know, I want it.
1: The the timing was just bad on that shit, man. If that came, they should let him do that eventually. That was, that's, it just sounds like that was an amazing script.
3: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's done. I don't think the film that he would have made would ever get made today. I think it was a very specific time period and we've missed it. You know,
1: we're probably going to see some version of it this November anyway. I'm sure they yeah, used, I'm sure. they used elements of that. Yeah. Hopefully the Minotaurs.
3: Sure. Dude.
1: Mm, I mean there's there's them, elements there's elements of Man of Steel that yeah. uh, was a script that Kevin Smith wrote yeah, uh, yeah. years and years ago uh, and they they the put The Snare Beast. They put some of that in the fucking Man of Steel. So it's just yeah, whatever makes it through the pipeline in these scripts, man. My
0: one thing is, like, good for good for Matt Reeves on the Batman, but Warner Brothers, where the fuck is your head at? And the, the Joker origin before Leonardo DiCaprio Scorsese was, like, mentioned. Just like, we're going to do a Joker origin film. It felt like some Suicide Squad shit. So then I was just like, they really are just, like, fucking,
1: they'll try anything. Well, Scorsese doing it is pretty interesting yeah yeah that could be cool i mean and leto joker i think was a victim of his own s- script yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you know He's i feel like director Lido, and... as we all know he would have gone the fucking hundredth mile you know he he would have done done whatever to make a good joker i think yeah, it's just yeah. his circumstances sucked he so- was a good casting over yeah, yeah. yeah i
3: agree
0: God, he got fucked over. Yeah. And Leo would be a fucking... I mean, I've always seen shades of Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, that's
3: what there. I was thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, true. Yeah, true, it, true. It, it, it's definitely interesting to see where things are going. I'm not opposed to either. I'm going to see Justice League. Um, and just, I'm going to see Matt Reeves' Batman, for sure. But it's just like... when Nick it, cast- interesting Because I think the Marvel, Marvel, Disney, they have their way of doing things. And I think they've kind of phalanxed their way of maintaining that because we'll still go watch those connected movies but also you know maybe DC you can or DC Warner Brothers can do something totally different in order to compete rather than doing the same thing. I think that's kind of the transition they're going through.
3: Yeah I was just gonna say like as soon as like the rumor that DiCaprio could be playing the Joker, I immediately went I've only seen like half of Wolf of Wall Street, but there were some like crazy oh, scenes in that movie. Dude, I
2: love that And movie. I was like so and weird. then
3: and then I thought immediately of those scenes I've seen, like when he's like fucking out of his mind on Coke. Yeah. And then I thought his villain in Django Unchained, like when he would do oh, that yeah. smile, I was like fucking the best yeah. casting for a joke. The dude's good. a powerhouse actor. Always like anytime I see DiCaprio, anything it, like, I've never seen a movie. I'm like, he's doing a pretty fucking terrible job. He's, he's reigning that. Like he just phoned that in
1: yeah.
3: like everything. Like, I mean, he gets to choose his movies too. Cause Leonardo DiCaprio, but He's never done a
1: sequel. Leo's yeah, you know, never done did. a sequel.
3: Well, I mean, that's well, what the fuck does that mean? Neither is Daniel Day-Lewis. So. Quick, in the, yeah. like, Quick
0: in the dead too. Quick in the dead too. Quick in the dead 2. Please
3: watch that <laughs> shit. But he's dead in that, so he couldn't do yeah. it. oh, that's right. Um, yeah. his, his papa kills him. It's a great movie, by the way. Sam Raimi did yeah. that. Yeah. Oh shit, it's a good one. Russell Crowe. He should have. Yeah, yeah, man, I want to store a standalone movie about Russell Crowe's character being a preacher, yeah. and because you meet him like halfway, and like, slam, at the, yeah. like at the like end of his journey. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, that's a tangent, but I love that fucking movie.
0: <laughs> side other tangent, I'm a fan of Russell Crowe. I like his work. Um, yeah. Other tangent, back to what we were talking about. Kind of <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh fuck, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he should have won the Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. not Revenant. As much as I love Revenant, yes. Wolf of Wall Street was a better performance and a. Yes, Better
1: movie. Agree. I mean, Just had that's one movie I could actually space. go back and watch over and over and over. Also, you want kind Oscar of a for that, dark, so the Oscar would still have power, anyway. It's a dark comedy too. Like that movie is funny yeah. as hell, dude. <laughs> yeah. That movie is funnier than most actual comedies. Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, M- Moby Dick. Who's what's Moby Dick? Re- read the book, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some line like that. So yeah. good, man. But, I was really well,
0: interested it's, to see it's what just, you guys David.
3: thought about the Hellboy controversy thing.
1: Oh that? yeah, that's a whole other deal. Uh oh, that, I mean, that actor that left
3: went. the actor left because of he was an Asian actor. He mm-hmm. wasn't an Asian actor, but the character he was playing was a half Asian. Mm-hmm. And the actor left because he's like, dude, like why couldn't you just hire like a half Asian actor? I,
0: over, I, I Asian. don't know. Any any fucking working actor wouldn't fucking just drop a job over some shit like that. I get it, but that seems suspect anyway. i don't know
1: i don't know you have ghost in the shell that just kind of bombed because yeah, of maybe the actor doesn't
0: possibly yeah maybe possibly the actor that and it's,
1: he also now is like a hero to the asian american community uh yeah. by the way this is ed Skrine we're talking about he was uh ajax the villain in uh deadpool yeah so
3: also in game of thrones oh yeah. well, for a minute
1: yeah. i forgot he, he was played
3: in dario yeah, he played Darius the first the first. Oh, one
0: that's right, didn't he? Oh. oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And then he went to anyway. do the Transporter movie, which was probably not a good move. <laughs> probably I think have stayed a game of...
1: So, on this topic, I think that um, this is probably a good move overall, man. I mean, no, we're, I po- we're, we're living in a post-Death Note n- uh, world and a post-Ghost in the Shell world, and can we throw some Asian Americans a bone here? Yeah, the the guy—the guy's written as a fucking. Was he half Japanese in the comic? Yeah, Mike Mo, everybody, hire Mike Mo. I mean Ryu. Oh yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, he'd be great. Um, I mean, can you imagine, like, I don't know, man. Like, like the Japanese making a Western, and then they. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to think of an analog for this, but like, make like if they had like a Japanese Billy the Kid or something. Right. As a cowboy? Sure, why not? That'd be dope.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've watched that shit. <laughs> you know,
1: it'd be kind of weird, actually. It'd be kind of cool. Anyway, it's kind of like <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the, maybe, the, they, the source material is what it is. So, there there you go.
3: I, I mean, remakes are done all over. I mean, there's like <clears throat> yeah. a, a Bollywood version of Fight Club. There is also like Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the there's an Asian version of Blood Simple by the Coen Brothers.
0: I want to um, see that shit.
3: Yeah, I've never seen it either. But like Remakes fucking happen and I just bringing up the Death Note thing again like when is it okay to adapt? You know, yeah. because there are three Death Note live action movies starring Asian actors. There's a there's a comic book and there's a fucking anime. You know? Like I get it. Like that movie was not good. I'm not I'm not condoning that like but if they actually made a good Death <laughs> Note would it be a different story?
1: Plus like does does every single thing that Japan produces does it does it have to be an Asian actor that does it. I mean,
3: well, Elle's played by a black guy, right? And no one's talking about that or that casting. It's more so that the whitewashing. And I was like, you have like the but the like I get there is whitewashing, and I'm not saying that there's not. I'm not trying to distract from that. But there's also a character that is Asian, but they cast a black person to play it, which I thought was great. And it's he was totally right. underutilized in that fucking movie. Like that dude's a better actor than the fucking screen time he got, and it's a fucking travesty.
1: It's it's but, it's also, a very it's a very interesting topic too because when you look back at Ghost in the Shell, you look at Bateau, he pretty much looked white in the original source material, mm-hmm. so that particular character wasn't really whitewashed because he was white to begin with. But then you got the main character whose name is Kusanagi, Major Kusanagi. That's totally Japanese. It's set in Neo Tokyo. And I think the idea of Ghost in the Shell is in the future, Japan is more and more mixed, so there's more white people and shit. There's only a few now, but as we go forward, that's the progression. But, at the same time, the main character is Asian. So, like, I, I posted about this before and everything, but I, yeah, I kind of I kind of have to side with Asian Americans on this. It, it probably needed to be Rinko Kikuchi from P- Pacific Rim or somebody like that. No. Yeah. To, to lead.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. Could they've gotten investors because of the inherent sort of racism in America? If they cast Rinko Kikuchi, probably not. So again, if you wear your producer's hat, that sucks. It's a it's a chicken and the egg thing, right? Um. Scarlett Johansson. Make Johansson's going to bring in. Jo- Johansson's going to bring in more investors, which. Yeah. It's a whole other fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it sucks yeah so (laughs) yeah (laughs) but the more at the same time the more and more people see asians on screen that aren't doing kung fu the 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 more i guess accepting the american audience will be to this because there's also like i guess you could say kind of like uh, passive racism I don't know how you'd say it's soft racism where you kind of you're going to uh, what do you call it Um, relate to the race that you are and with America being still to this day around 70% white Mm -hmm. um, those kinds of like that kind of like Scarlett Johansson bringing in more people to the to the theater possibly is related to that fact but I think at the same time, the more and more Asian Americans get a break, I think they can break through that to some degree, I would like to think anyway. Am I crazy thinking this? No. Okay. I mean, Stefan, you're the only minority in this conversation, so <laughs> it would be helpful.
0: I don't know, but could- yeah, a, par- a part of it, I think there's like a, a regional kind of like, you know, it's just like you're kind of you say America is like 70% white. You know what I mean? You're going to kind of, you're going to kind of gear towards your white audience or, or not. It's not even that it's about like relatable characters and what characters are relatable in white America, as opposed to like Japan or fucking, you know, anywhere else. So there's a fair amount of like, that's just kind of how it is, (laughs) you know, it's like, unless, unless you're, unless everybody in America, that 70% of white audience members, is also into like art flicks, you know, that's usually a smaller percentage of even that community or that group of people mixed in with all the other groups of people. So if you're talking about money and like, you know, like the, the broadest audience for the most uh, amount of profit coming back in, then, then yeah, your investors are going to look at whether or not your actor or whatever is just bankable. And in the States you just don't have, we don't have that cultural kind of like pipeline we don't have that cultural like bloodline running through the united states that is as multicultural multicultural doesn't just mean like you're 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 living next to somebody or you're acquainted with somebody but it's like you have an understanding of their cultural significance in the world and we just don't see that in a lot of of films partly because the market dictates the direction that that's going to go in you know and a lot of times when you get a lot multicultural stuff in films it's like mad cheesy like everybody's got to hold hands and kiss and shit, (laughs) you know but a great multicultural film uh, of the world is probably um attack the block you know it takes it makes it makes you engaged in the cultural significance of those characters in like the slums and their cockney speech even to the point where you have to watch it with subtitles you know what i mean but it's still there and it's like one of these like you know kind of like blockbuster type of films you know like an alien invasion film that 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 the crux of its entire um you know like the crux of the entire film is 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 the the community that these these kids live in it's the surroundings that they're in like everything else is allegory or metaphor for the type of lives that somebody who might relate to that story lives (laughs) um so you know there's just yeah there's not a whole lot of it and and it sucks for actors who can't you know, break out in like these lead roles and stuff like that. But it's probably they'd probably be more significant in a smaller community that's niche that embraces those type of things and and makes those type of films from within, rather than hoping that Hollywood's gonna do it because Hollywood, bar none, it's gonna be about the dollar, and it's an unfortunate side effect uh, based on probably the majority of like white audience members in the country that that's just not the movie they're gonna go see
1: you know it's, it's like just, like the amount of white people that have seen uh um, yeah, tyler, tyler had, perry and movies and like and that's kids, that's, a, that's yeah. an example right there like, <laughs> and you can't hate on white people for that you
0: know what i mean because because really when we go to the movies we're trying to find aspects of ourselves in these characters that's what makes them compelling you know what i mean that's why like you know like Luke this 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 thing is too big for me I can't do it you know it's like persevering through your own life's challenges blah blah and those things transcend race and culture as well especially in science fiction because it's you can make it up but in 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 different types of films especially films like Blade Runner or ghost in the shell where it's a smaller scope and the emphasis is on culture why not why not siphon more of the Japanese cultural aspects into that you know it's it's the market, you know. They they probably could have, but they wouldn't have those flashy visuals if they did. But it would have probably been a better movie if they so, did. You know, I know like, it's
1: a CG heavy movie. So yeah, back would, in the it, day, you know, you
0: would make a Punisher movie. It wouldn't have nothing to do with the comic book <clears throat> so much. As much as I love that stuff and making them recognizable, but that's my argument towards the large budget films. But back in the day, Dolph Lundgren Punisher, you know, it's not a great film, but you took it for what it was, and it was like just barely scratching the surface of that comic book stuff, but. And I don't know if I kind of, I don't know if I answered anything, but that's my
2: thoughts.
0: (laughs) We have a lot of good topics
1: today, man. Holy shit. I think so, man. man. We just. Can can I pose one more question? Yes.
3: (laughs) All right. So, you know, Force Friday just happened. Lots of toys coming out. Yeah. Mm. Lots of new star Wars stuff. What do you guys think about it? Because I, I'm seeing some character designs I don't want to see till I see the movie, or at least the trailer. Yeah, they kind
0: and of just throw it out there,
3: <laughs> and it's very upsetting that we've seen like the guards for Snoke, what Snoke's gonna be wearing. Yeah, um, and some other characters that we haven't seen like even talk yet, yeah. or say any dialogue. And it kind of it kind of irks me that like these toys get to like come out and like kind of ruin. Like I mean, not that they're ruining the uh, the experience of like seeing mm. the film or whatever, but it's like, man, you know. I would have really liked to have just waited to see Snoke and fucking golden robes on the screen. Right. Yeah. Cause now yeah. I kind of know what's happening. I yeah. like, I know what he's going to look like. And I mean, maybe he'll do a costume change or something, but it's like some of Luke's outfits have already been like, you know, I was looking at pop figures today. Maybe it's my fault for going and looking, but you know, it's on the <laughs> internet. How can you, you know, but I just, I, I wonder if that ruins, I wonder if it's going to ruin it. I was kind of, I was looking at all these toys today and I was like, man, I wish I didn't know half of this because I see costumes. I see I see people being battled like with battle damaged versions of themselves. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to yeah, know. But, but, yeah, it's like I want to know, but it's like now yeah. I kind of have some kind of inkling that's gonna what's gonna happen to Poe Dameron.
1: Yeah. so, yeah, toy companies know. are notorious for being the ones that spoil things about movies. It was
3: it was Lucas's formula.
0: That's how like maybe not spoilers necessarily, but like, you know, kind of releasing these things a little bit before to generate buzz. Um, but yeah, with toys now, they like, they don't give a fuck. They're like, cause it's more about like, look at how dope this toy is. And for a lot of toy fans slash movie fans, it's probably enticing. Like, Oh my God. Like, you know, like that thing. But there is a fair amount of spoilerage going through. I think the Praetorian guards look fucking amazing. I don't mind that. Those I are the them. red ones. Yeah. They look fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see them in motion. It's like four Darth Malls or something. But <laughs> but i i do take a little bit of umbrage uh, as does maddie i think with seeing like snoke and the golden robes and his throne like it doesn't give away too much of the story or whatever but it's like it's pretty significant look that we're getting to see prior mm-hmm. to know having any context and toys yeah like you're saying andrew just like fucking super notorious for being like especially now and like and because you used to just be able to see them in catalogs and be like oh i want that and like you yeah, know, they're just trying to sell toys, and most people wouldn't really know. But with the internet age, it's like, yo, these photos of these toys came out. Check out what fucking, you know. I just feel Luke's like it. Dick.
3: I mean, <laughs> I, I just feel like it's so early. Like you couldn't have just released this after the movie, or and I mean, I, mean, I know that it, like December's
0: coming up? I mean, they're we're about we're about to hit the onslaught. But yeah
3: but i mean like if this movie would have came out in the summer like it was supposed to like maybe this would have worked better like they could have had the movie than the toys but it's like once you get it around the holiday season it's like they got to drop toys early so kids can make those with those wish lists you know so kind of get that too but like (laughs) the the, the thing that i did like i think that bugged me is with snoke in particular and his guard well maybe not so much the guards because we don't really know if they have any kind of if they say anything or not um but uh, it was just like because the only time we've seen Snoke is during a hologram, these huge holograms, yeah, true. and it's like he has a throne room, which kind of gives you some scale perspective to what he, how big he could be, or how small he could be. I'm not ruining anything for anyone who's like, but like that kind of bugs me. And then the fact that it's like golden robes, because like, like is he Sith? Like Sith wouldn't wear that. Like what is that? Mean? It gets my brain thinking, and I don't want to yeah. have these questions until I start watching the movie. Yeah, so definitely what not I'm saying. Seth.
0: <laughs> no yeah, I know like yeah and it's I saw uh, that, and I'm like mm.
3: yeah, and that bugs me. that's that's what bugs me like this this could be like a story thing that I'm already like having thoughts about and I want to have these thoughts after I watch the movie. Or during the movie, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to, like, go in with preconceived... No- like, that's... A- oh, my God. Fucking... I love Star Wars. I think everybody knows how much we all yeah. love Star Wars here <laughs> on this podcast. But it's like... I feel like it's might have ruined... Like, didn't ruin the movie, but maybe a particular character I was really looking forward to finding out more about. And that's what bugs me about it. Like, I almost bought the pop figure today, but then I found out it was an actual bobblehead, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah, i don't need no bobblehead in my collection it's like why can't i just have like all the other pop figures but bold statement i'm fucking over (laughs) bobbleheads yeah wow yeah fuck yeah yeah andrew's
0: like hold the phone whoa 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 whoa, whoa. not really a bobblehead guy either you guys not into the
1: bobble (laughs) no no, i don't really care about that
3: (laughs) and i mean like I, i just i feel like this is a figure they could have held off on
1: Maybe, you know yeah. like, do
3: we really need a Snoke figure right now. like i yeah. I know people are interested in his character, but he's like, yeah. you know, for the most part, the most mystery surrounding this character yeah. to me. in 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 all likelihood,
0: it's the fandom that leaked that not not leaked those, but like, I mean, the company released a certain amount, but it's like a lot of those toy blogs and stuff hunt out photos and catalogs and stuff of releases from conventions and things and and they they get those photos or whatever or Hasbro, they're just like, that's what we want to do.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It kind of bugged me. I was wondering what you guys yeah.
0: thought,
1: just because. Like, fuck! Like, I don't want gold robes. So, my thing here is, I haven't even seen Snoke in the robes. I I, I guess it's just hasn't popped up on my feed anywhere. I'm maybe I'm subscribing to less Star Wars news than than you guys are, but I have seen the red. What do they call Praetorian? Yeah. The red guards. Um, and they look really badass um but I think I've seen a lot less than you guys Mm -hmm. uh so maybe not everybody is seeing all these things but definitely a lot of Star Wars fans are and this is just another way they can advertise before the movie comes out uh you don't need to
3: advertise Star Wars it's fucking Star Wars it
1: sucks but I think that it's just not gonna go away man they're just gonna do this every time just gotta learn how to put on the filters
3: Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like, I follow that fucking, that fucking, uh, the action figure thing Stefan was like invited us to or whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. And then it's like, they're there. And I'm like, "Ah." but it's like, I don't think there was anything released for, for like like the force, uh, God, the force awakens. Fuck. Totally forget the name of that. Um, It's just like, I don't like no Snoke figure was released. And I know that we know he exists, but the whole thing was, it's like when that movie ends, we know he's a fucking hologram. It's like you didn't have to release this. I think this figure in particular bugs me the most because I've seen all other photos of like Rose and these other characters and like the porgs and like and that doesn't bug me. But I feel like there's so much mystery surrounding Snoke to see him in those gold robes is almost like so he's not Sith, and I know this now. Or the Sith is changing to something different, which bugs the shit out of me. Because this is like probably something that's going to be revealed and I'll already have an idea about it. And someone who doesn't like read every little tidbit about the four, like I try to stay so far away from this. It's like if I go to GameStop, I'm seeing fucking Snoke. If I go to, you know, fucking Target, I'm going to walk by a fucking Star Wars display. Like, you know, people are going to see it and it bugs me. And it, like, I just like, you had to release this character now. You couldn't have waited till the fucking movie came out. Cause like I kind of want the figure, but do I want it? How bad is he? Is a really bad guy? Do I really want a bad guy figure in my collection? I don't know. (laughs) You don't get bad guys, man. Yeah, I get bad guys. I got got a I got a Papa Harpy uh, Sons of the Harpy figure. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember you sent that.
3: And I have like a Weeping Angel and stuff, and I guess the and the Demogorgon. So like I get bad guys. It's just like I don't know. I just didn't want to have because like literally to this point, like this is what I thought about the Porks. Oh. They're cute as fuck right, right, you know Skywalker right in an outfit. Because they're like these new creatures and in it and they're like adorable as fuck um but i guess they play some big part in the movie i don't really know but that's it but like snook with the golden robes that's a lot you can read a lot into that and i don't want to read into shit is what i'm saying i don't right i want to go into the last jedi mind clear clear of all thoughts. Show me, Ryan Johnson, what you has. You know, (laughs) but I can't now because I know that he wears fucking gold robes and it upsets me. But maybe it's a disguise. Like, I'm I'm thinking too much about it right now. I'm thinking way too much about this. And it it only shows you how much my love for Star Wars and how deep it goes. It's like Game of Thrones. Star Wars and Game of Thrones are like the same for me. I just love having theories. I love thinking about, like, what what could be. And I don't Mm. want that right now. Because like as we are getting closer to December, it is still too far away. Because I want because I want the wars now. I want it right now. I want the wars all the time. The wars? (laughs) You know what? I went to a whole costume exhibit and they did show stuff from Force Awakens, but they didn't put any new shit in there. Mm. It's all old shit. And the weird thing, I just want to talk about this. So I go to this costume exhibit, which was cool. It's great. Concept art's fucking dope. I posted some of them on the Superhouse Facebook page, posted some on my Instagram. Really cool. Love seeing that shit all day long. Um, But I feel like I took the audio tour because I used to sell those, so I kind of just buy them when I go places if they're slightly (laughs) interesting. Um, But I was listening, and it seemed like they were trying to justify the prequels every time I listened to something. And I was like, "But these movies are bad. You can't justify this. <laughs> these movies are bad." But like everything was like uh, some kind of like, "Well, in the prequels, we were trying to do this because it went back to this." It was just really funny. I was like, "You're trying to justify the prequels to me? Everybody knows their
1: shit. Costumes are cool. <laughs> Obi Wan was good.
3: good. Yeah, I watched <laughs> that movie."
1: Thanks for listening to episode eighty six, you guys. This is a fucking crazy episode. We went pretty deep on these topics. It went deeper and longer and harder than we were anticipating. So uh, check us out uh, on Patreon and whatnot, and send us that Bitcoin. This is Andrew signing off. This is
0: Maddie. Goodbye. And this is Stefan
1: signing off.
0: This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs>
3: but you pay for everything.
0: <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For 1000000 get
1: Joey
0: for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll
1: help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description.